Recorded live. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be, across the nation or around the world. Once again, you are listening to the VMware Community Podcast. Today's podcast is number 376. With me, as always, I have my co-host, Corey Romero. Corey, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Eric. How about yourself? Uh, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. We're you know, it's still raining in California. Yeah, so that's it good. Is. And, uh, <laughs> You know, we're busy working. This has been a busy month. I, I swear, the, the month of January, I think, was, you know, a very, very busy, long month. I think I put in, you know, 10-hour days, many, many days. So, you know, I'm glad it's February, but it just seems like we're we're going to have a busy year this year. Yeah, February is not slowing down for me either. Yeah, I've, I've been very busy for the past eight days, and it's been about eight days I know days you have, straight. and... Uh, yeah, you, you got you have some news. I take it. I do. Yeah, I do. So uh, this morning we announced uh, the awardees for our 2017 VXPR program, and it went out this morning. And we have a total of 1,464 VXPRs, uh, which which was excellent. Um, this year I did notice a shift. Actually, I noticed a shift a couple of years ago, but I, I noticed a bigger shift this year, which was uh, we had a lot more women apply this year than we kind of seen in the past. Um, so th- that's an excellent shift to kind of see more women being engaged with the extra program as well. So we're happy about that. That's a, that's a, that's an awesome, awesome, good deal. And uh, as we see the curve of administrators shift as you've administered for a while and you, you know, we get new administrators join the program. We get old administrators that move on and become data center architects or, you know, right. go, go hire whatever they're doing in their, their arch of their career we would expect probably to see the dy- demographic um, start to change as the new people come in, the millennials come in, become administrators and IT or, you know, data center operators. This is uh, that's a good trend, right? To see that, that, yes. that brought out. Um, yeah, it is. So, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I, yeah. I was gonna, just going to say yeah, every year we, we see uh, in the voting application, we see the, the news of VX, the returning V experts, uh, we don't see all of them come back. We see about 90% of them, so about 10% uh, reduction rate. But we also have about a, about a 10 to 15 to 20%, uh, depending on which part of the year you're in, um, rate of increase. So that, but that's why we're, we back we're back up to the 1,464 number. Um, we're all seeing right. a lot a lot of new people come in as well. Well, fantastic. Uh, I'll get back to you in a second. But on the show today, today's topic is Power CLI. And the vSphere API. We have Kyle Ruddy uh, on the on the call today, and we're going to talk to him a little bit. Kyle, welcome to the show, and we'll get to you in a, a little bit once we finish up a little bit of the news. But uh, great to have you on the show. Welcome, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yep. Um, so kind of exciting. We like PowerCLI. It's a very popular thing. The the chat list is full of people, which is always the case when we have something very interesting drill down that we can talk to. So uh, excited about that. And I know we have, with 6.5 out, we have you know new, new, new features of Power CLI. So we're gonna get to that shortly. Uh, before we do that, a couple other small news items on the, on the happy front. Tony Dunn is with us in the studio today. Tony, uh, it's your 16th year with the company. Uh, Pat Gelsinger got you up on stage today and honored you for, the, uh, for, for being with VMware for 16 years. Um, how did that feel? Fantastic. It was uh, kind of humbling to get up in front of everyone and kind of remember the things that got us here, where we are today. I mean, I, I think everyone talks about the across our company, customer first and mobile first, and I, I really think community first. So that's, that's been kind of the journey. I, you know, it's, it it's takes you back to like the first VM world and 
some of the people here, now we're talking about Power CLI, when it was just a small conversation not too long ago, um, seeing the faces of people around us, and, and really for me, alumni is huge. I mean, this alumni, you know, everyone talks about the ecosystem. You know, we're talking about people that have started new companies and, and just the ecosystem that's built from VMware. It's impressive and it makes you, it makes you humble. Um, but it also kind of makes you hungry to kind of go out and start something new every year. So I'm really looking forward to this year. I think it's going to be a, a great year. And I mean, VMware's in a great position, but then so are all our partners. Yeah, that's good. So I, I heard I, Pat, Pat mentioned today that you get to send $4,000 to a charity of your choice. Have you figured out where, what you're going to donate to yet, or are you yeah, still going to work on that? There's the, 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 yeah, the underneath uh, pieces that we get to do. So there's foundation that we get to form. Um, I'm heavily believe in you know, working with children and kids and, and being a new father myself. But um, yeah, they, they help put together some foundation um, under my name, and then I get to build something. But it's like something every year. We all like here at VMware like to you know, contribute to uh, these you know, nice. ecosystem that brought right. us here. So yeah, I look forward to that. Yeah, so that'll be good. For 4000 in your name goes to something. So, Absolutely. you know, yeah. nice to have that. And uh, just a couple other short news items, and we'll get to, we'll, we'll get to Kyle. So uh, first off, um, there have been some releases. Horizon Cloud uh, got released a couple, couple days ago. I think it's G8. Um, uh, NSX 6.3 and vSphere 6.5a also came out. You need 6.5a to, to work well with NSX, the new release of NSX 6.3. So that went out. Most people saw that get announced. So we've had that out on the social channels. The RSA conference is next week. Uh, we've got uh, Tom Korn going to be doing, keyno not a keynote, but a, a pretty popular session there talking about VMware security. And, you know, we had a security on the podcast a couple, couple weeks ago. A uh, lot of interest in what's happening with 6.5 around security. We put a couple of videos out on YouTube yesterday, so if you see on our VMware TV channel, there's a couple of things previewing the sessions that Tom's doing. I know Wade Holmes is going to be talking. There's a few some good sessions up there. And I know we're doing some social on it, you know, tweeting out what's going to be happening next week. I think there are overall four sessions happening for VMware uh, at the RSA conference. Uh, security is a big push for us this year. Uh, just NSX and all the features in NSX that you know. That, that do encryption around your whole stack now kind of be kind of interesting as well. So I think uh, that's what's going on, you know, from our perspective this week in the social team. I know that uh, we we got an event going on next week with uh, with VMware Code uh, on campus. We're going to be talking about what vSAN or it's going to be storage. What's the what's the topic for the for the the Code event happening uh, here at the, on campus? Yeah, it's uh, this coming Wednesday, the 15th, evening here on that and uh, they're going to talk about um, Minio, uh, which is a they just had general release um, last week. Uh, and um, someone from CoreOS is going to talk about uh, something Kubernetes. So Kubernetes, CoreOS, and what's the other one? Uh, Minio. Minio. I haven't heard of them. Mm -hmm. All right. So I know we got a hundred or so engineers. I know we're spending a couple thousand dollars on food. So if you're in the Bay Area and you want to come hang out with us and talk DevOps, developer, APIs, uh, yeah. we run these things uh, in the VMware, you know, prom cafeteria, big open space, and we, we give food and it lasts for a few hours and we run these things, you know, every other month or so. Yeah, and so. if you can't make it, you can check out the live feed on uh, Facebook. So yeah. stay tuned for those details. 
So follow us along. We tweet out the live stream, and you can watch it anywhere in the world because we live stream it with audio, video, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, perfect, perfect. All right, well, let's get going. Um, So let me introduce again uh, Kyle Ruddy, Senior Technical Marketing Engineer for vSphere. Pretty famous guy, a lot of followers, a lot of people. Kyle, thanks for coming back on the show. Have you been on the show before? Maybe not with me, but maybe with uh, John Troyer, not sure. Uh, I might have been a guest back then, but it's definitely been a while. Been a while, been a while. Well, well, well uh, welcome to the show. Why don't you, you know, for people that might not know you, uh, listening in the cars, whatever, um, tell me, give me the, the three-minute elevator pitch. How long have you been at VMware? What have you worked on? What are you working on now? Sure, absolutely. Uh, so as Eric introduced me, I'm a senior technical marketing engineer uh, focusing on the vSphere product line. However, my main real focus is around the automation and developer interfaces. So that's our CLIs like PowerCLI, ESX CLI, uh, our APIs, uh, which hopefully we get to talk about today as well, and then our SDKs. And then I also uh, dip my toe into some of the vSphere with operations management. Uh, As far as how long I've been at VMware, I've been here, let's see, probably about half a year uh, however, if you look interfederation-wise, I've been here just about a year and a half. Uh, I worked at EMC for a while in their education group focusing on the uh, enterprise hybrid cloud, uh, doing a lot of the, the automation and, and building out coursework and labs and stuff over there. All right. Well, there you go. And where are you out of? Where do you work out of? I'm located in Tampa, Florida. Tampa, Florida. Very nice. Very nice. Weather must be beautiful down there in the wintertime. I'm kind of jealous of that. Um, well, thanks for coming on the show. Today we're going to talk about PowerCLI and v, the, the vSphere API. So let's talk a little about Power PowerCLI. So, you know, it's been out for a long time. We have the new v, vSphere 6.5 release. Uh, why don't you give us a summary of, you know, First, you know, most people know what PowerCLI is that are listening to this show, but, you know, give us, you know, the, the one-minute elevator pitch on PowerCLI, and then let's drift into, you know, what are, what are the new features and, you know, what should we be excited about when it comes to 6.5? Yeah, so PowerCLI is an extension of Windows PowerShell. Uh, so basically, it, it's one of the most comprehensive offerings uh, that there's, there is as far as third-party offerings for PowerShell. Uh, so basically, we can layer on top of PowerShell uh, and give you those, you know, those familiar commandlets and, and operations like you would have in, in PowerShell, just you know, now operating in your vSphere or VMware environments. Great. Uh, so as far, Great. Yeah. So uh, so as far as 6.5 goes, uh, we had a lot of changes come about with with 6.5. Uh, you know, the the big one was really that we changed the name. Uh, because we're so we're now VMware Power CLI instead of VMware pa- vSphere Power CLI. Because you know we're doing a, a little more than just vSphere these days. Uh, so that that was a key and important one. And you know it, when we were talking about some of the installers before, that's that's something to also take into consideration as you're starting your update process, moving from from some of the older versions of Power CLI into Power CLI 6.5. Um, and then really the big one after that is that we have no more PowerShell snap-ins. We don't use snap-ins anymore. We are completely module-based. Uh, so that's a, a really big, tremendously big improvement. And uh, actually, if, if you've been following along with PowerCLI blog, uh, that, that's you know, one of the reasons that we came out with a poll here last week 
you know, trying to figure out really where our users and, and our consumers really want to be uh, as far as how they're installing and how they're using PowerCLI to try and really help shape uh, the path as we, we move down that process. Interesting. So, what, you know, for a novice, the snap-in was something that we architected versus module is something, a, a bigger, broader term. Why, why, why are people excited about that? Well, so snap-in came about with PowerShell version 1. Uh, you know, it, it was something that, you know, you had to compile. It was written in .NET. It, uh, you know, a lot of times it, it required an installer. So, you know, for all the people who are like, why does PowerCLI have an installer? Well, that's why. Uh, and, you know, as part of using snap-ins, there also was the case where it might need to modify parts of the registry. Uh, so, you know, when you move over to modules, you don't have that need anymore. You, you know, so in essence, we don't have to have an installer now that we're module-based. We don't have to touch or modify any of the underlying system or, you know, touch the registry. So th this is really a, a big improvement in, in manageability uh, for PowerCLI. I can hear the silent cheers as people go, yay, right? No more <laughs> registry updates, right? I, I can definitely, definitely get that, right? Um, that makes sense. So, um, so, okay, one, name change, and I get the name change, right? We're going from, you know, vSphere PowerCLI to VMware PowerCLI. Definitely, what are some of the things that PowerCLI has grown into now for people that, you know, haven't spent time looking at other things? Yeah, you know, do I control my storage modules now? Can I, can I deal with a Ryzen desktop config? Where, where are we starting to grow into that means that we, don't, we drop, that, drop that name? Uh, we're moving into a lot of areas. Uh, so for a while, we've had some, uh, some vCloud uh, commandlets that are out there. Uh, with 6.5, we, we you know, completely build upon uh, the storage module. So we're, we're trying to get to the point where you can completely manage your vSAN clusters uh, with PowerCLI. So that means you know, starting from scratch to fully and, and uh, automating your, your cluster build to, to configure out vSAN. Uh, we're getting into vVols and some of the replication pieces of vVols. Uh, we've had an, an SRM module out for a while that allows you to talk to that underlying API. Uh, and then one of the big pieces that came out with 6.5 was that we completely rewrote the Horizon View module. Uh, so, you know, that is something that's now installed as part of PowerCLI. Uh, it doesn't have, you know, it doesn't need that uh, connection to the, to the View connection server. Uh, you know, as far as, you know, where the PowerCLI snap-in was, was installed, uh, you no longer have to run it just directly from the connection server. Uh, so there's a lot of improvements there. But, uh, you know, those are some of the other areas that we're, we're really starting to get into. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and, and clearly branding, that makes sense. Good to see that. Um, get into, getting into some specifics uh, around... XV Center, vMotion capabilities, you know, can you drill down into some of what's going on there? Yeah, so that, that's a big one in terms of manageability um, of your, your vSphere environments, and that's the ability to do cross vCenter vMotions. Uh, you know, that was something that, that came around in, in 6.0, and then the API was actually released in, in one of the subsequent updates. Uh, however, with PowerCLI 6.5, we enabled you to do cross vCenter vMotions as part of the move vm commandlet. Uh, now that, that's 
really cool as far as, you know, somebody like me that's, you know, messing around in a lab a lot. You know, I, I can move VMs from one system to another and, and have no downtime. Uh, you know, when I was back on the customer side, that was a really good good piece when we were either, you know, expanding our environments or just making some, some moderate changes to it. You know, if, if we needed to move something that might be in our, you know, our dev environment to our production environment or vice versa, that allows us to do it. And now we can do that in an automated fashion with PowerCLI. Uh, however, a couple of the things that I, I do have to bring up when, when I talk about that, uh, that we've found a lot of a little nuances as far as how it works. Uh, you know, so you have to be moving from the same version of vCenters. You know, so if you're if you're doing this against a 6.0 vCenter, you have to do it to a 6.0 vCenter. Uh, same thing if you're doing mm -hmm. it in 6.5. Uh, so that, that's also the important part that I, I should probably point out there is that, you know, even though it's PowerCLI 6.5, it works with, you know, prior releases. So because uh, Cross vCenter vMotion was a part of vSphere 6.0, PowerCLI 6.5 can also do that against uh, vSphere 6.0 versions. Right, um, it, good. To continue down that path as well, it, you know, you have to make sure that all of your environment is, is to at least 6.0, uh, you know, and that includes your distributed switches. That was a fun one that, uh, that a customer brought up to me, and he's like, hey, you know, we're, we're on 6.0, but our, our distributed switches are still at 5.5, and it's like, no, you everything across the board has to be the same version. So a couple of those things that, that you should keep in mind as you uh, as, as people are starting to look at using MoveVM to do some stuff like this. Yeah, I see I see. there's a pretty nice blog out there on blogs.vmware.com slash PowerCLI. If you never checked out the PowerCLI blog, it's out there. There's a 201701 article called Spotlight MoveVM CMDLit.html that you can go read about that, right? And it has pretty nice little that. And it also has some code there, which is nice. So uh, you can look at what that, what code's in that blog. Then they mentioned multiple NIC VM vMotions, right? And are spending some time on that. Is there something that uh, is, is interesting there? Or is that just part of a different subject in the blog article? I'm just looking at that now. Uh, so that, that ties in the, into both, or it's really good as a standalone. So that was something that, that I didn't know uh, I didn't know that as part of MoveVM that you could pass it an array. And so an array is a collection of objects. So sure. you know, basically the example comes down to, you know, using this against a VM that has multiple NICs. Uh, you, you know, because if you think about it, it says network adapter and it says port group. It doesn't say network adapters. It, you know, so that was one of the things that it, it was a big light bulb movement or moment as I'm talking to some of our engineers. They're like, no, you can pass you can pass an array to it. You can move as many uh, as many uh, VM NICs as you want to. And, and so that was a, a pretty cool point to, for me that I don't know that a lot of people know about. Uh, so, you know, for those people who have multiple NICs attached to their VMs, you know, they, they can actually do those moves. And especially if they're connected to different port groups, you know, that, that's something that's doable. All right, cool. Well, that's a nice blog. I like the blog, and it does spotlight, you know, uh, moving VMs across, you know, in Power CLI 6.5. So go check out that blog article if you want to. Uh, you know, you have another blog article out there uh, that talks about the VMware Horizon 7 PLI, Power CLI uh, components. Anything you want to highlight around the Horizon Views support now? Oh, pretty much everything on that one. Uh, 
you know, that was a big release, and, and that blog was actually posted out there by our, uh, our EUC technical marketing team, uh, but I did have some input on it. Uh, but that, that one's tremendous just because it, it changed the whole way of how you interact with your Horizon View environment with Power CLI. Uh, you know, it, before you had, you, you know, you were forced to connect to the connection server, then run your Power CLI. Uh, you know, a lot of times you would, you would get back inconsistent information uh, or bad information, and there was really no help. There's no guidance to, uh, you know, how to improve your automation tasks. Uh, so, you know, this has been a long time coming, and it's pretty exciting from, from my viewpoint uh, because now not only do we have this new module to take advantage of Horizon View, but there's also been a public API that's been posted out there as well out to the, uh, to the VMware code site. Uh, so if you go out there and browse through their, their API explorer, you can now find a Horizon View public API. Uh, which did not exist prior to, I want to say, uh, this is new as of 7.0.2 uh, as far as the Horizon side. And, and some of the API calls are, are backwards compatible. Uh, however, you know, it's, it's kind of a use it at your own risk prior to, to 7.0.2. Uh, but, you know, that just opens the door to, to allowing users to, to better customize their automation tasks, um, and, and do those really kind of cool things in their environments without having to interface with the GUI. Nice, nice. So, um, I'm just looking at, uh, all right, so I'm looking at uh, PowerCLI, you know, 2016 6.5, uh, launch blog 2, 6.5, release 1, and some of the other things that are in there, storage module updates. Um, what other things are out there? You got the horizon module, we got storage module updates. Uh, we've got the commandlet updates. Um, what's the, you know, those are, are these the three top things that people are interested in? How about bug fixes, performance enhancements, other things that people might be exposed to when moving to 6.5? Uh, you know, those are really the, the big, the key points. Um, there, there were some bug fixes that are going on. Um, it, however, I, you know, nothing that really, that really comes to mind as far as, you know, Big blinking and you know flashing red bugs. Uh, as far as that, how do you see, how do you see the community uptick? Do you, do you know? Do you guys take you know? Do you guys do any kind of metrics on how many people are using this out there? You know, do we have a number of uh, community members or admins that are actually using this? And and do you guys get feedback from them on a regular basis? And what are the channels that you would get feedback from? Uh, so we know some of the some of the download numbers. Uh, so we we know from that aspect. Uh, however, there, it, Power CLI basically has a, a cult-like following. Uh, you know, so we we have folks who are just militant about you know going through the, the VMware communities and answering uh, answering any questions or any posts that are out there. And there, there's a couple folks that are out there that that answer them faster than I can even read the the new post. So it's it's amazing from that aspect. Um, you know, there's there's folks that are just in the regular PowerShell community that are fully engaged on on certain different Slack channels, and Slack teams. Uh, you know, VMware Code has their own PowerCLI channel uh, for their Slack team. Uh, the Expert Group has their own Slack channel with their own dedicated PowerCLI channel. Uh, you know, same thing with the PowerShell guys too. They've they've got their own team with their own dedicated PowerCLI channel. 
So there, there's numerous ways to, to get out and get engaged with uh, either us to them or them to us. Uh, you know, it, it's really quite magical. And it, I, I wish all products would, would have this kind of following. It's, it's pretty awesome. What's the, what's the, so, so we have vSAN, we have Horizon, we have vSphere. Um, on, the, on, the, on the coverage, I know we're going to talk about the REST APIs over time. Do you guys kind of have it as a mission of yours to continue to grow the support that PowerCLI can operationally control all elements of the, of the stack? Like we talk about now moving into the, you know, the vMotion across cloud environments. Are you guys starting to look at some of that? And I guess I could say, you know, what can you tell us about what you're, where you think you're going in 2017 and beyond? Well, so as far as where we're going in, in 2017, that, that comes to another blog post um, that, that I released last week, you know, trying to figure out, you know, just how to do our packaging and installation. Uh, you know, that's going to be a, a big thing for us as we move forward, too. Now that we're modules, you know, we can start talking about going into the PowerShell gallery uh, so that you don't have to download an installer anymore. You don't have to go out to the my.vmware.com site to, to get access to it. Um, you know, so that, that's part of where we're looking in, in 2017. Uh, we're also looking to expand on those, uh, on the vSAN commandlets. Uh, I believe there, there's a couple more still in the works. Uh, we've got a bunch of high-level advanced uh, functions that are coming out for the Horizon View module. Uh, since that's only talking directly to the APIs, there were no standard commandlets offered with it. Uh, so what we've actually done is we have a PowerCLI community repository that people can go out to. They can contribute to it. They can download uh, different, you know, scripts and modules and, and what have you from out there, uh, you know, and have access to this kind of thing that, that are coming either from our engineers or from elsewhere in the community. Uh, so I, I think we'll be working quite a bit on, on expanding the Horizon View module, the, the advanced commandlets there. Um, and, and you know the the rest of it might be under NDA. So depending on uh, right, you, know, you, you can't tell us everything. I understand, right? Like, and we always have to have the warnings. Whatever you say might or might not come to be, right? Depending. Oh yeah, the, right. The quote unquote technical preview. So you mentioned the sharing community where you know I can go engage. Do you know what that URL is, or where where people? What would you Google search to find where we might um, where I might go engage in that space? I know that on uh, the Developer Center, which is now VMware Code, they have a they have a sample exchange mechanism that allows people to share uh, code there. Um, where where else could people go? Do do you know that you know where 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 we could point people to find that? Yep, and, and so that's a that's another good kind of segue there. Is that you know as I mentioned our our community repository, that's something that we're going to be trying to kind of integrate in with the sample exchange at at some point here in the future uh, so that, you know, if you post one to one area, it shows up in the other. And, and so, you know, it's you know, depending on what your preference is as far as what you use, you can go to either one. Uh, but as far as the GitHub repository, uh, that's out there at github.com slash VMware slash PowerCLI dash example dash scripts. Great. Great, perfect, right? That's, that's all I need to point people at is you got it. You got it up at GitHub. You know, if you want to become a member of the project, I suppose you can become a member, or if you can go just go grab things, uh, you can grab grab stuff as well, right? And, yep, and share exactly. it. 
Who runs that? Do we know who runs that? Is that you or is that some, who, who manages that, that project? Uh, so for that one, since it's community-based, there's, there's actually a whole bunch of us that are involved in it. So it's, it's myself and Alan Renew from the VMware side. And then we've got some community folks that are involved as well. Uh, Josh Atwell, uh, Luke Deakins, uh, Jonathan Mead, uh, and Renart Spies. Uh, so they're all out there involved as far as you know, on being on the community side, you know, to to try and keep us at, at VMware honest, <laughs> you know, as we're accepting uh, commits and and pull requests. As as it should be, right? As it should be. We we like that. I did have one question that was a while ago, so we'll have to backtrack a little bit on uh, how does you know guest twenty three on the chat said how does PowerCLI community size compare with other scripting. Community sizes like PYVMOMI, I don't know, and RBVMOMI. I don't know how to say those. Yeah, so those, Any, those are PyVMOMI and uh, the other one's Ruby based. Okay. Um, so I, I don't want to take anything away from, from either of those because uh, I, I think they're both cult like in their status. Um, I mean, at least my experience has been that the PowerCLI. Community-wise, is a is a bit bigger, um, but you know, don't certainly don't quote me on that. That's that's purely uh, taking a stab in the dark. Yeah, you know, we 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 work in marketing, so you can say it's just just way bigger and we're better. You know, <laughs> that's what marketing people do, right? We just we, we just say that. Let your inner marketing demon come out. Just say that. Those people were. We're awesome. I know we have a giant following, right? I mean, it is one of the more popular subjects. Uh, when we when we even run this podcast, you know, we have we have 30 people in the chat, right? Just to show up, you know, very little marketing around it, but people people definitely use it and like it. Um, which kind of segues us into, you know, the um, Alan Renew subjects of, you know, now we're starting to build REST APIs, right? Um, for all the vSphere things. Um, where do you see the REST APIs going? Do we see REST APIs, you know, moving forward to be able to control things from a software programming perspective? Uh, and how complicated is REST APIs in a web programming environment versus a Power CLI, which is truly a PowerShell environment? Do we think that, you know, that they have different markets? Well, you know, from what I've seen so far, uh, you know, in, in the period that I've been here and, and even before when I was using it in a customer role, uh, I think the lines are blurring in between the two. Uh, you know, if you really think about it, with PowerCLI, you can access APIs. Um, so with the new, or rather I should say the, the newly expanded REST-based APIs for, for vSphere, you know, PowerCLI can make use of those as well through through uh, the, the CIS server uh, and CIS services. Um, so I, I wouldn't say you're limiting yourself in between e either one of those. Um, but you know, this is all about giving our, our customers and our users and consumers choice. You know, being able to, to say, you know, okay, how do you want to access our stuff? So that you know, we no longer you know, constrain you to, to whatever we've created. Uh, you know, so if, if you prefer REST, then you know, hey, have at it. If you prefer or prefer PowerShell or in PowerCLI, you know, the same stuff is going to be there. Okay, before we jump into PowerCLI, I guess I ask a question: What do you think are the the the, the top three things people are using PowerCLI for nowadays? Uh, a lot is reporting, 
So I would say probably the number one is primarily reporting. Uh, so pulling information back, uh, using some awesome reporting utilities that are out there like uh, the VCheck that Alan Renouf actually created and, uh, and still keeps up with. Uh, so that, that's probably the, the number one big thing, uh, reporting. Next up would probably be um, you know, just managing their environments. Uh, you know, so you know, if you have to go out there and, and change a port group or something on a host, instead of going through the GUI and having to iterate through all of your hosts, you can go out there with a, uh, with a Power CLI script to make those changes uh, you know, to, to each individual host in a, in a methodic way uh, so that you don't, you know, it removes user error basically. Or, you know, if there is user error, it's your, uh, as Alan coined a couple years ago, you know, quote unquote, mass produced crap. Uh, you know, if you if you mess it up, but at least there it has that consistency. Um, and then right. lastly, we're we're starting to get into a point where we're seeing a lot of stuff around change management or config man management rather. Um, so we're seeing some stuff out there. Um, uh, Chris Wall created a a uh, a tool by the name of Vester. Um, there's some desired state configuration uh, from which is a, a PowerShell capability that like Luke Deakins has been doing. I know he's working on a, on a module and some resources for that. Uh, so I, I think configuration management is going to be that the big part three that's, that, that's really gaining a lot of steam and, and uh, coming about quickly. Yeah, I, I, could, I could say that it, it might be the number one DevOps tool for VMware. I mean, if you have Chef, Papa Jenkins, all these other things, which, you know, you have to buy licenses, some of them are open source or whatever, but really if you look at the power behind PowerCLI and the movement around the community around it, it's probably by far the number one DevOps tool that we have, right, that, that people are using and, and glomming onto and, and using it. So that's, you know, that's good. Do small, do small customers use this as well? I mean, I like shell. I like I like command line. I do everything command line. I edit my documents with VI. You know, you know like, do do you see small to mid-sized uh, people also using it? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, these are for for shops of all sizes. You know, there's there's no limit as far as to to when you should get started down your your automation path. Uh, you, you know, anybody can use it. Anybody can make use of it. Uh, you know, especially for just for basic stuff like reporting. I mean, it, it has tremendous value. Yeah. Even with three hosts, it's it's a pretty big deal to to find out that something's either not set properly or missing, and it, it's a big deal. So, for everyone. Scalability. I know that it obviously scales, right? Are there thresholds? That we should worry about when we're when we're when we're you know adopting a, a power CLI strategy for controlling a large number of of, of hosts um, in in a sense of have we run into problems when you know, I know that when you run something automated that that you know if you're doing it across a, a thousand or five hundred six hundred VMs that if you got an issue then then you got a problem right and then you have a real problem. Um, are there safeguards in using Power CLI that, that you should always have in the back of your mind? Um, depends on how you really define that. Uh, so there's there's lots of things that you can do to to kind of tune in in uh, various ways to to treat your PowerShell session when you're using Power CLI. Uh, you know, one of the big ones is is the timeout period for all the web related calls. Uh, so I believe the default is like five minutes. 
Um, so, you know, if you have a call or you have a command uh, run for longer than five minutes, there's a good chance it's going to time out uh, and cancel out. So if it's doing something too crazy, you know, you've, you've kind of got that working in your favor. Um, but, you know, as far as, you know, scalability-wise, there's, there's many different ways to consume information from PowerCLI. You can, you can work with the actual commandlets themselves, like get VM, or, you know, if you want to really, you know, focus on performance-based stuff, you can use get view, which interacts directly with the APIs, uh, you know, because then it's, it's stripping out all the niceties, all the formatting of the commandlets, and just giving you that raw dump. And so you can tune it to say, you know, hey, if I only want uh, a VM's name and what host it's on, you can now, instead of doing get VM, select name and, and VM host, which is going to go out, pull all of your VMs, and pull back all of the information, but it's only going to show those two items. You can do a get VM or a, a get view on, uh, and say vir virtual machine type, and then tell it to only select the name and select the host and it can rip through all those VMs in a much faster fashion. Uh, so that really helps along with scalability numbers. Okay, okay. So another question that hits me, you know, with, with vSphere 6.5, we had a lot of security enhancements. Um, does PowerCLI get into the business of, you know, of, of managing some of the security aspects? And, and if so, how? Do, do you work on that yet? Yeah, so, uh, so that's one of those things that, that, uh, that you can access through the APIs. However, if you go out to our community repository, uh, there's an engineer that's already posted a module with some of those advanced functions so that you can configure some of those items. Uh, so, you know, configuring a VM for, for um, uh, encrypted vMotion uh, and things of that nature. I, I think Mike was on here two weeks ago talking about, uh, talking a little bit about some of those security enhancements. And, uh, you know, if, if you can do it in the API, PowerCLI can do it. Uh, and then even more so, we're, we're trying to get better at releasing uh, either the commandlets or the, the advanced functions in a faster uh, cadence so that people can, you know, our users can get access to those quickly uh, so that they can, you know, automate all the things in their environment. Nice. Yeah, I know he was here. That was kind of a loaded question. I knew the answer to it because he was here and he told us that. But uh, it's always good to repeat it for people that miss the show before. So I think that's another that's another important aspect for this. Um, what else do we want to talk about before we jump into the REST APIs? Anything else you can think of with regard to what pops in your mind around you know conveying you know the history? You know, I got people ask me how do I get some of those cool T-shirts? Every once in a while, there's a cool Power CLI T-shirt that comes around. Are you guys going to be at VMware? Are you going to do some sessions? Um, I don't know. What else do you want to want to share with the community as they're listening to this? Yeah, so uh, that is actually a really good segue in, into the announcement that I, I kind of not so subtly dropped a hint about out on Twitter. Uh, so one of the things that I, I'm able to finally release today is something that we've been working on for a while, and that's the new PowerCLI poster. Uh, so literally the blog post just went live. Uh, here, let me, let me post this into the, into the chat window here. Um, I'll read it out for those listening. Yep. Yep. So, uh, so it, it's interesting because you know, as we're talking about you know the, this cult-like following, uh, the poster has almost a life of its own as well. 
And we have so many, so many TAMs and so many SEs who are, who are asking on behalf of their customers or when I'm out at VMUGS and VMworld, you know, people are like, hey, is there a new poster yet? Uh, you know, it's, it's almost kind of crazy how popular the poster is. Um, so finally, we're, we're able to, to release this new one. Uh, so uh, hopefully everybody likes it. Uh, you know, as always, with, with all the things that we do, uh, feedback is definitely welcome. Uh, so anything that you can come up with, uh, you know, if you'd like to see some, some changes to the examples, I mean, literally anything, uh, you know, just let me know. Hit me up on Twitter or, or find my email address, um, you know, because you know, this is made for, for the users. This is supposed to be kind of like an easy reference guide that, you know, can hang on, on some empty space in, uh, in their cubes, you know, at least. You know, that, that was my key point. You know, I wanted to cover up a blank cube wall with something that was at least halfway, you know, educational or, you know, something that was a good resource to, that, that I could easily reference some, some of my automation tips on. And, uh, and this po poster certainly fits the bill. I'm looking at it right now. It is totally awesome. I love exactly that. So for, for people that haven't seen it, it, yeah, it's, you know, it's just got all, you know, a bunch of data on commands and things you can use. It's very, very dense poster, very dense, very cool. That'll be a big giveaway. And I didn't know that you had this. I just was joking about hash t-shirts because I know that I've seen some of the past where people are going like, oh, I really want to get one of those. So there's a poster. Is this your first version of a poster? Or have you done them in the past? Uh, so this is the, the first big one. I, I did a slight update to, to the one for, uh, uh, what is it, for 6.3. Uh, and that was really even a, just a minor update. That was just, you know, hey, here's some, some new commandlets. And, and I, I think there was one or two maybe new examples that were on it. It was a, it was a very small refresh at, at best. Uh, so this is, this is the first big one. So that's also why I'm, I'm keen for, uh, for any kind of feedback. <laughs> do you guys physically print these, or do, do we just grab this thing and take it down to Kinko's and print our own version of it? What, what are we supposed to be doing here? Uh, so with this one, it's pretty much up to you. Uh, if you do want it printed, um, either talk to me, reach out to your account team, um, you know, or your TAM or, or whoever, uh, or find me at a VMUG or, or VMworld, because I'll be carrying a bunch of these around there. So you're, uh, you're, you're physically going to print them out and have them then? Right, so people can reach yes. out to you and beg you for yeah. a poster. I'm sure yeah, we'll have them at VM. Nice, nice. I like it. I like it. I'll just tell you what the URL is for people that are listening on the radio. You know, just you can go blog. It's on their blog. It's blogs.vmware.com/powercli, and then it's in 2017/02/powercli-65-poster.html. So you should be able to go Google that or go look through their blog and read it. It's a great blog, and you know, you guys are posting there and you actually have the image of this, a PDF of the poster there. It's funny when you said poster, I was I was thinking it was some kind of like you know service or something that posts you know power CLI commands to somewhere. And it took me like 20 seconds to realize you're actually physically talking about a piece of paper on the wall that hangs that has a whole bunch of data on it. Right? So so that that's pretty cool though. That's that's the stuff that makes it hot. Does power CLI have a logo or anything like that? I, I know that you know yeah, it's the little windows with the with the right arrow, right? That's your logo. Yep, yep, that's the uh, that's the logo where we we might be working on on some other versions that uh, that that might be released at VMworld, but uh, you know, I guess you'll have to be at VMworld to find out. 
Yeah, that's still that's still a long way away. Are you get, are you, are you going to be out and about? You know, at any of the events, you plan on going to any V mugs or doing anything around road showing out? Or do you ever get out of the office? You know, or do you do they let you out of Florida? I'm not sure. Oh yeah, they they definitely let me out. Uh, I'm more than happy to to show up to to most any V mugs. Uh, the the user cons are are the ones that that, uh, that definitely get my my attention the the most because it's you know, it's saying you know hey this is a big deal uh, you know normally I can present a session or two and and you know really make it worth not only my time but you know the attendees times as well um, but you know also I'm going to be out at at HIMS which is a health information management conference here in two weeks. Uh, so we'll be talking with the healthcare folks. Uh, so yeah, I, I get out of the office quite a bit. All right, I have a, I have important another important question that somebody's hitting me up on, which is, when are you going to have an Alexa interface so that I can just say, you know, deploy my VM, you know, shut down my VMs, you know, upgrade my VMs? Are you guys thinking of Alexa at all? <laughs> well, that that would be something that would be, you know, that might be a very cool VMware fling. Uh, I, I don't know. You heard it here first, right? Um, I know that we have done some. <laughs> Alexa has some data center control. Uh, Google or some, but no, no, it wasn't Google. Amazon uh, demoed at one of their events. It was Amazon that did this. Demoed a Alexa command set that does control um, your your you know your your Amazon vSphere payload. I don't know. I don't know if that's out yet, but they had it. Uh, they demoed it. They were talking to Alexa, you know, doing some commands. Um, I don't know if they're using PowerCLI. I haven't looked at that, but that might be interesting to, to go look at that. That's a GitHub project, right? We have to go figure out how to write one of those and, and go build that. Maybe we don't use PowerCLA. Maybe we use the REST API for that kind of stuff, but um, might be might be fun nonetheless, right? If we have a REST API, we probably have a PowerCLI one as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, and uh, we, we've actually got a, a comparable demo as well as far as using Alexa uh, with the new VMware on AWS offering too, so that'll be uh, that one's been going around. I, I think that was also showcased at uh, at um, uh, at the AWS conference this year. Uh, yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Here. That one where they're where okay. they're doing that. So yeah, that might be might be fun. And I know that Alexa does have a whole module interface that you can build that would allow you to control things. I don't know how many people really want to control their their you know their, their data centers with a with talking to Alexa, but it is funny. It's a fun it's a fun thing to think about. Um, what else do we need to talk about with regard to uh, the REST APIs and what Allen Renewfin Group are doing? I know the six on five is out. I know they're continuing the march forward with REST APIs. I assume the REST APIs are going to help us do Internet of Things connectivity control. What do, what do we need to know about that stuff? Well, so this is a big deal for us as far as on the vSphere side, and it's it's starting to be a really big deal as far as VMware as a whole. Because uh, really we're, you know, if you've used our APIs before on the vSphere side, you know, you've probably worked with the SOAP APIs or, uh, you know, the vSphere management SDKs. Uh, so what we're doing is uh, we've done a complete rewrite against our APIs uh, as we move over to REST. Uh, and those are going to be called the vSphere Automation APIs uh, okay. or SDKs, depending on how you want to access that. Uh, but the key point here is, is that you know they're being rewritten, so you know they're going to be easier to use. Uh, you can access them easier. You can get access to documentation easier. Uh, so, like, there's a couple blog blog articles that are out there. Hopefully, uh, those get posted to the chat. 
Um, but you know, it, there's things like the vSphere API Explorer, where you know you can hit the API endpoint and you can live get a look at what API calls are available, what API requests are out there uh, that can be consumed by that individual node. Um, you know, because it's live, so it you know if you're on a on a vCSA server versus an external PSC, you're going to have different uh, API requests that you can make. Um, so not only can you go out there and see what's available, but there's actually a try it out button. So you can click on that and it actually does the API request. Uh, so it's, it's really cool in, in that aspect because this helps people learn it. Uh, you know, because that was always one of the gripes about the SOAP API was that it's difficult to learn. Uh, so we're, we're trying to really yeah, position this yeah. in a much nicer way so that it's a lot easier to learn, it's a lot easier to, to use. Um, you know, and, and then we've uh, created a lot of SDKs that are out there. So SDK is a software development kit. Um, so, you know, these work with programming languages or because it's REST, you know, if, if your preferred language talks REST, it works. You know, you don't have to wait right, on that's pretty much that's, Yeah, that's pretty much the case anyway, right? Most everything can now, you know, build a, a REST object and send it off and, and process it, right? So that basically lets you work in any language you want, right? Exactly. Yep. You know, and it, and also the right. the other big key point about these APIs is the consistency piece. Uh, you know, so no matter how you're running it, you know, if if you're if you're talking to it through the API Explorer, uh, going through some of the SDKs like the Python SDK, or even if you're trying to access it through stuff like Data Center CLI, which Data Center CLI talks directly to these vSphere automation uh, APIs. You know no matter what the call is, you get the same response back regardless of how you iterated it or how you created that request. Uh, so that, that's, a, that's a big key point too to just give, give our users and our consumers that consistency in between all of our offerings or all of our APIs. Tremendous step forward there. Great, great. Yep, uh, I could see Alan needing a poster, right, with all the rest of the API calls and, you know, the the methods and whatever you're you're passing into them that would, that might be nice as well. So uh, yeah, good. I know that when when I've talked to Alan in the past, um, he's talked about basically VMware's commitment to build an API for every single function in every single product. Right. Um, that's what I've heard. Yep. Exactly. So, you know, trying to take an API first mentality. Uh, you know, so that you know the first thing you create when when you're working with a a new product or a new feature or something is is having an API that, that's easily consumable. Now, when we talk cross-cloud environments, right, which is, you know, the buzz, and a lot of people aren't really there yet, and maybe they won't be there for another few years, or maybe they'll never be, you know, having hybrid cloud environments. But as you, you know, build your hybrid cloud, I mean, you have to have a network fabric uh, set up to, to be able to do this, but once you have a, a, a network fabric set up, I mean, basically, there isn't much, you know, you're basically using the APIs to control resources that are in different locations, but with a common network, you really, you don't really see a difference here, right? I mean, that's that the beauty of having a hybrid cloud sitting on top of NSX, or are there things we have to worry about when we're talking about, you know, you know, different cloud environments or, you know, remote data centers? What do I have to worry about in all of this? Anything? Uh, well, that, that's getting into a, a totally different discussion. Uh, you know, because that's all going to depend on on the on the customer's environment or the user's environment. 
And, uh, and, and I don't mean from all the things I have to worry about from running my data centers. I just mean from using PowerCLI or using the REST APIs. Basically, I have network connectivity. This stuff should be able to fire off commands and talk to various vCenters. There isn't things I should have to be worrying about when I'm running, talking to a vCenter in my local data center versus a vCenter, as long as I have network connectivity out to these other data centers, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. That, that, that was an awful is. big question. I, I should have framed it down to, like, really, I don't really have to worry from a cloud perspective when I'm using PowerCLI, because as long as I have network connectivity between my vCenters, I should be good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, as, as long as you're talking to either that API endpoint or you're talking to, to your vCenter with PowerCLI or, uh, you know, what have you, uh, you know, your, your vCloud Air object, you know, it, it's all going to be the same. So, you know, you that's another point of consistency and, and, a, and a point where, you know, we're giving our, our users and our customers the choice of, of how they want to consume this stuff, how they want to interact, and how they want to automate their, their tasks. Cool. I'm looking at your blog. I see some other things here that are worth mentioning. You have a couple books that you recommend on the blog. Um, the VMware vSphere Power CLI Reference Guide by, I can't can't zoom it up to see who it's done by, unfortunately. Give them a plug if I can get there. That's not happening for me in real time here. All right, you have that book. Wait, um, no. Oh, when you zoom up too much, the CSS on the website just goes crazy. So that's not going to happen. Okay. Yeah, so that, that was I can't the, see who the book was done by. So that, that was actually done by uh, by some of our community board members from from the Power CLI uh, community repository, uh, as well as okay. Alan Renouf. So, uh, so that is the second edition of the, the vSphere Power CLI reference book. Uh, came out uh, maybe a year or so ago, maybe, maybe even a little bit longer than that. Uh, but you know, the, the content's all still relevant. Uh, some of the authors were, were Glenn Sizemore, uh, Jonathan Mead, uh, Alan Renouf, uh, I believe Luke Beacons was involved in it too. Uh, Brian Graff. Um, I, I, you know, if they weren't authors, they were definitely reviewers. Yep, reviewers in that. Okay, and then uh, two other books that are there: Learning Power CLI and Managing VMware Infrastructure with Windows PowerShell. Right. So some some good books to read if you want to get involved with this. If you haven't done this yet, go there. Go to the GitHub you know, repository and look at what other people have built. I'm just running through the checklist of what there. You can get the RSS feed to the blog uh, and pay attention to that. Um, it, do you guys have a Twitter handle that you follow that you get people to for the for PowerCLI? Is there one there that we can we can oh, yeah. It's PowerCLI. You know, just the the at symbol in PowerCLI. That's an easy one. Should be able yep. to remember that. Yep, at PowerCLI. You got the blog, got some books, the GitHub repository we've mentioned, um, and then maybe we'll bring Alan in and he can deep dive us on uh, what his plans are for REST APIs at the same time. That's good. Uh, other things we need to we need to communicate to people about PowerCLI going forward as we reach the top of the hour here. Um, it, you know, one of the big ones I, I should you know we, we can leave on this I, I suppose is that. You know, as you're going forward and you're looking at your different versions of PowerCLI, remember that PowerCLI is backwards compatible. You know, so if, if you're working with a version of vSphere that's supported 
So like as of today, we've got 5.5, 6.0, and, and 6.5 that are all supported versions. PowerCLI 6.5 is fully compatible with all of those versions. Uh, now you may run into some issues like, you know, the certain features if they weren't released, so like cross vCenter vMotion that we talked about, uh, because that was a vSphere 6.0 thing, when you're trying to use that in PowerCLI 6.5, it's not going to work against a vSphere 5.5 environment. Um, so there's little tiny caveats with that, uh, but the main core functionality is absolutely there, and we definitely recommend people upgrading to the latest and greatest. Great. Yeah, love that. People in the chat are like, backwards compatibility. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Yep, good, good, good to have that, right? So, living in that land. Um, okay, yeah, so good. Well, you know, I appreciate, you know, you being on the show. Um, it's, it's always great to have, you know, somebody has a good fo following, Kyle. You know, uh, and this topic is obviously one that, you know, it's kind of like, you know, we get, you know, community involved. Everybody shares. It's great to have it. And we appreciate you doing the work on it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, thank you guys for, for not only using it, but being willing to give us feedback, you know, allowing us to help shape the product to make it better for you guys to consume. So, you know, you know thank you back to the community. Fantastic. Well, all right. Thanks a lot, Tommy. Uh, I guess we'll let you go and we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up here. I know we're on again next week with another podcast. And so uh, we're trying to run them every, every week now, uh, noon to one California time. What do we got on the, on the docket for next week, Tommy? Uh, Cloud Foundation overview. It looks like we have a bunch of guests or at least a few who might be joining us. Great. Cloud Foundation overview. And, you know, it's it's never too early to talk about cloud, right? And uh, with the AWS offering now and vCloud Air, uh, we we heard from uh, Raghu today that vCloud Air is really still popular with the with, with a lot of customers around DRS. Um, uh, so so you know we're going to have them there talk about Cloud Foundation, what it means for VMware going into 2017. So thanks for everybody coming in and listening and chatting, and we'll be here again next week. Thanks a lot.